1: Business owners are breathing a sigh of relief as many are finally getting back to work, albeit with stringent new rules. And as I mentioned, I must say, most of my friends are scrambling to get reservations on their favorite patio and to book haircuts. Not the premier, though.
0: Well, you know, some everyone's asking me about this haircut, and uh, I'm not going to get a haircut until everyone in the province can. I'm standing beside the people of Windsor-Essex. It's not fair that they can't get a haircut, and I can go out and get one. So uh, I'm going to stand with them, and I'm I'm not going to go to any patio restaurants either until everyone in this province can go there.
1: Well... Does that make you feel like he's got your back? I actually uh, think that uh, his hair still looks pretty neat. I don't know if he's gelling it or what. And I'm sure other politicians would be the first to rush out and support their constituents who need some business. So again, I'd like to hear from you. Haircut, patio meal, drink, 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740 toll free 1-866-740-4740 and right now let's go to Trevor Brody who is the director of operations at Amsterdam Brew House and Dat Tran who is the owner of Album Hair. Hello, thanks for joining us on such a busy day. Thank you. Okay, let us start with Trevor, so did you open up at midnight like some people did?
2: We uh, we saved uh, our opening for 11 a.m. today.
1: And what's it been like?
2: It's been great. I mean, um, you know, I think Torontonians are excited to uh, add something a little bit different to their routine after the the past three months. So, you know, we're looking forward to it. Um, obviously not the best weather, but uh, it's looking pretty good this weekend.
1: Are you full now or was...
2: No, we're not full. We still got tons of room for, uh, for guests to join us. Uh, we do think probably uh after work around five o'clock we'll start uh, filling up pretty quickly.
1: Yeah and as you said it's it's actually not the uh, the best weather. It's really windy out there.
2: Well, after the three months of curveballs, uh, we'll welcome any weather right now.
1: Okay, good. Except I, I, I don't know, by the way, I asked the mayor this, I didn't have an answer. So you're, you can serve on the patio. What happens right. if there's a downpour when that happens? What, ha- what happens?
2: Well, in my experience, um, it definitely does rain in Toronto, but there's never been a day where it's rained nonstop for us. So, you know, if it means we got to put up our patio umbrellas and, and, uh, You know, every table has an umbrella, they can hide underneath that. But the storm seemed to pass fairly quickly. And I think that people have a great understanding that as restaurateurs, we control a lot of things, but unfortunately, we cannot control the weather.
1: Okay. Uh, Dat Tran, what's your day been like?
3: It's been, actually, uh, how would I describe this? Amazing, to say the least. We're such in, you know, demand and there's such a need for it overwhelming with the support of the community is i'm very grateful for
1: are you fully booked
3: yes we are um we're like you know we do have some new styles that joined us prior to this so they're fresh there's still a few openings for them but it's slowly booking up we have been prepared like all our guests on our waiting list prior to reopening already you've talked to them Yes, we have.
1: So how can I ask how long you're booked up for? I've heard of hairdressers who are booked up for a month.
3: It all varies on what service you're looking for. I mean, with balayage and color service, it requires a lot longer of time for the service. So the hairstylists that are skillful with that, they are fully booked. And then we have our stylists that specialize in cuts. So they're slowly being pre-booked all the way to, I think, November,
1: October. (laughs) Well, um, and is that going to be enough for you to, to make up some of the losses you've had in the last, what, three months?
3: I don't think there's ever enough, but I'm just excited just to be back and be just, I think the interaction with another human being is, you know, the conversation that you get to share with your guests I think that's more important for myself, you know. Making them feel good is another thing that you know I'm very fortunate to be doing. So, yeah.
1: Okay, let's uh, let's take a couple of calls. We've got Helen in Toronto. Hello, Helen. Hello, Libby. I'm a first time caller. Oh, wait a minute. Welcome. That Thank was the first time. Thank you.
4: Um, um, a question and a point I'd like to make, I um, attempted to make uh, an appointment with my hair salon where I've been going uh, for years, and then they sent me an, an email request for an appointment, which was quite lengthy, and at the end, I was asked to pick off a waiver um, against holding any of their staff responsible if I should get the coronavirus. I was quite taken aback with that. Really? And I was wondering if this is a new normal within the hair salon industry. Um, it just left me feeling very strange as a longtime client there. And I was wondering mm-hmm. whether these folks carry <laughs> liability insurance.
1: Well, it's that's very interesting. You know, um, before... I went back to playing tennis. I was asked to sign a waiver, but it was a waiver about my situation that i that I wasn't positive and not experiencing symptoms and that kind of thing. It wasn't trying to indemnify that's, yes. uh, they- that's uh, dat have you heard of such a thing in your industry
3: I have and it it's because it's a sensitive situation with you know there's certain establishment that has maybe twenty number of 20, and if one gets sick, it kind of does have a ripple effect. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's safety. It's their concern. I'm not too sure about that kind of liability. Um, That's, you know, I think they would need to discuss that with their insurance company for a safety matter, right? Because on top of that, you know, I think we're in a better situation because we're able to get ourselves tested, uh, like on a daily basis, Like, I mean, there's COVID centers open now that we're able to go in, get tested and see the result maybe like the next day. So I'm not too sure about that concern, really.
1: That's, um, that's interesting. Trevor, have you uh, heard of anything like that in the restaurant business?
2: I mean, you know, the, the Board of Health has set the bar on their recommendations. Um, our focus has really been to raise that bar and go above and beyond um, you know, we're auditing our staff before they commence their shift with a questionnaire that helps us out, as well as taking all of our guest information for potential uh, contact tracing. But, you know, I think uh, if you want to leave the house and, and you want to get into public, I think uh, individuals expose themselves to that risk. And, and that's uh, an yeah, individual but,
1: choice. Oh, but but have you heard of restaurants asking people to, uh, you know, uh, to say, I'm, I'm not going to sue you if I get COVID?
2: uh i have a I have not heard of it as yet, but I also don't think there's been precedent set on that being an option for them
1: yeah um Helen thanks for making us aware of this. I wouldn't be surprised if it's something uh as uh dat alluded to that an insurance company is asking for yeah uh but uh I don't blame you for being nervous about that, even though i mean it's hard to imagine doing that. And yeah. you'd have to, you'd have to prove, I guess, through the contract tracing, uh, that might do it. But yeah. I'm not sure how much information they give you, uh, when they contact trace. They, I don't know. Uh, but it's an interesting thing. And thank you for making us aware of it. Are you, are you going to sign it or go to a different hairdresser?
4: Well, I'm considering going elsewhere at this point. <laughs>
1: That's interesting. Um I hope they're they're listening, but again I wouldn't be surprised if that is an insurance thing and you know a week ago we did a story on um you know the long-term care homes the government is considering indemnifying them and they're saying we need that or we can't get insurance. So I'm also wondering is this insurance thing going to be a big excuse for a lot of things. Helen, thanks for your call and and call again. Thank you, Libby. Thank um, you. Have a nice day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye um trevor uh what are the measures that you had to put in place to to meet the requirements how long did it take to do it and and how much did it cost you
2: yeah i mean you know obviously given our size of our establishments um there's definitely a cost there you know the minimum requirements were six feet between each edge of table um you know socially distance your line through markers but I think the city of Toronto did a good job with their, their recommendations as well. So we're following all those, and then we've probably layered on close to probably about 75 additional measures from, you know, volume of music so people aren't talking loudly to spread uh, germs to, you know... Really what is it, louder? I'm sorry? Is the music louder? No, it's a lot quieter.
1: Oh, good. Um, That's good. We <laughs> yeah, people. we don't like loud music.
2: <laughs> there you we- go, so... Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a lot of different measures. I mean we're learning a lot from from around the world right now as everybody's in this together. So there's been best practices come out of Las Vegas to Australia, um, and the big thing for us is, you know, unfortunately we've seen other markets, uh, other countries who have loosened their restrictions and then had to tighten them back up again, and that's the last thing that we need or want. So the onus is definitely on the operators to step it up.
1: The, 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 is the cost for, you know, changing your, your physical plant and also the losses from being able to have just fewer customers. Is, is that significant? The, those costs? And I've, I've read about people, you know, increasing their prices with a COVID surcharge.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, the losses are astronomical as it is in many different industries. I mean, those of us who are, are patio-based and, and drive a lot of our revenue in the summer months, I mean, we've already lost a big chunk of that. And then at a, a reduced, call of 50% capacity, it definitely puts us in a very difficult position. You know, as far as the personal protective equipment, you know, there's the mom and pop shop who has to buy five masks and, you know, a bottle of hand sanitizer. But at our scale, Um, You know, we've had to buy thousands of masks and uh, procure hundreds of liters of sanitizer to ensure both staff and guest safety. So the economies of scale are definitely different for for our operation than a lot of others. But, you know, it's the new norm. It's the new cost of doing business. Um, We don't want to pass those prices on to our guests. But again, until we get some more data under our belt, um, who knows what the future holds? I mean, I, I don't have any shame on restaurants who have added those additional fees as you know it's been it's been a catastrophic to to a lot of restaurants and uh they need to build back and sometimes a little bit of support from the public will will definitely help them with that
1: okay let's hear from mary in scarborough hi mary hi go ahead hello yes Yes, i had my i had my hair cut
5: at nine o'clock this morning but i was i was the first one cut when it went into um into isolation, and they phoned me, and they did it in the order that they cut people. So
1: I was the first appointment when they opened this morning. Wow. Uh, oh, you mean, the, oh, right. You were, your appointment was canceled. Yes, so, I was the first one to have mine canceled. Oh, well, that's that sounds really fair.
5: It was. And not only that, everything is, that the salon was tidy. All the junk is put away. Everybody has their station. He has a little belt with all his tools in it, so they don't lay them in someone else's.
1: And the best part was, when I left, he
5: didn't charge me.
1: Oh, oh my, my goodness. That's a, that's above and beyond. I would I think know. they I, need the money. I was, expect, I was expecting them to have uh, you know a surcharge, and
5: I couldn't believe it when he said, no, go ahead.
1: Wow. I guess you'd be loyal to that hairdresser. Well, I, I realized this morning I've been going there for 22 years, so... Well, you are loyal, and they're rewarding you. Uh, Mary, thanks for your call. Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, Tom, in Ajax, you have been a social butterfly since this started.
6: Oh, yeah. I uh, Well, um, Ajax opened up on Friday. So I went and got my haircut yesterday afternoon to the guy I've been going to for many years. Uh, I waited in my car, had to put on a mask. He had a mask on. He has three chairs. Only two are operating. They're about eight feet apart. The other barber and his customer were both wearing masks. You had to sanitize your hands before you came in. You pay with tap, and you leave. So,
1: And then where'd you go after that to show off your new haircut?
6: Oh, I just went home. This morning I went over to Pickering uh, Town Center. I reserved some stuff to be picked up, and uh, that mall was busy. Uh, about 70% of the people in it were wearing masks. Unfortunately, the two young lads in the store that I had to go into to pick my, my goods up, both weren't wearing masks. Hmm. Which will prompt an email to me from, to the, the store head office this afternoon. But, you right. know, as long as you're, you know, stay six feet away at least and don't touch anything or touch anybody, apply common sense.
1: And wash, okay. wash your hands after. Yeah, yeah that's, man. you know, uh, sending an email to the management, uh, <laughs> telling them what you think. That's a very useful thing to do. Tom, thanks for your call.
6: Okay, bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. And, Dat, um, what about what about you? Did it cost you a lot of money and take a lot of time to get your salon prepared for the new rules? And, and were the people that you have been uh, cutting, uh, are they you know, long-time regular customers or what?
3: It, you know, when we got the, I guess, shutdown and everything else, I think after a month, I just start doing the preparation. Um, so I was pretty much well-prepared creating, like, each station to have at least 10 feet apart, um, you know, pacing our schedule that there is no more than, I guess, 10 guests within – This like I mean ten people in the establishment, so it's a lot of logistic. I think on my end regards of just more of, I guess our guests and the team, and with the cost, I mean it does add up. But at the end of the day, you know we've increased our price because of that because the amount of time we're able to serve a guest now is has to be a lot longer. You know, bringing the, I guess, the point of sale device to them at their station, being able to check out there, being able to provide the product that our guests need as well. So it's, it's a lot slower pace, but, you know, we want to be safe and reduce the amount of traffic flow that's within the, I guess, the space.
1: And uh, your customers are they understanding about a, a an increase in price, or did you get pushback?
3: They've been very supportive. They understand. You know, um, they realize now time is such a sensitive situation with the person that you you know that is helping you feel good visually, right? Um, it had you know at the end of the day, it's I think everybody needs to support each other within this current situation, right? Like, we're going to a bar, supporting your local neighborhood stores and everything else. You know, that's the most gratifying thing is being, I guess, to hear our guests say that, you know, that's perfectly fine. I totally understand. You know, you're putting more time towards me now than before. And I, you know, I'm thankful for that. Okay.
1: Let's take one call from Mehdi in Thornhill. Hello.
7: Oh, hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good. I just uh, wanted to tell you, I just came back from my hairdresser. Uh Uh-huh. And she was wonderful. But of course, I had her for so long time, right? Uh Uh-huh. And also, she was a nurse before she became a hairdresser. So the hygiene is perfect. I'm also a retired RN.
1: OK, you know? so, you... so I know
7: all about the hygiene. You know, she was wonderful. She took me there. I mean, of course, I made an appointment and then she took me there and I told her my husband need a haircut. So <laughs> yeah, because we are within the circle. OK, she took me first and then my husband, she only take two person at a time within the circle. But if you don't live uh, together, she only take one. And when I was there, the phone never stopped ringing. Never stopped ringing. And I was so impressed the way before the opening. She was telling me this before the open, opening. She had asked her husband to change everything and then to the point, she has those sticker on the floor and the uh, public health notice by the door that you are you must wear a mask and everything. She da- done it to the T. I'm so proud of her.
1: Okay, and and your hair looks good.
7: I, I my hair. My husband when I came home, my husband said, "Oh my God, you look younger now." <laughs> Okay, well, that's good to hear.
1: We like to hear the good stories. Mitty. thank you very much for your call. Thank you, Libby, and keep well, okay? Okay, you too. bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.